Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, into another edition of Slow Your Roll. I am Dominic Lorenzano, alongside writer for the Yaki Way Report, Jesse Caulfield. It is Monday, July 25th, I believe. I think it's the 25th. Whatever. Yes. But we have plenty on the slate today, by the way. I mean, this is one of the most packed segment uh, shows I think we've ever done. Socks in free fall a bit. We're going to talk about just what Boston has to do. Say some tough, tough words to Red Sox fans. I think it's time to look yourself in the mirror and face some facts. Um, we're going to talk about the Angels, who are absolutely terrible, and what they should do with Shohei Otani or Mike Trout. This talks about they could trade Otani. Relax, they're not going to trade Otani during the trade deadline. It's not going to happen. No way anyone can put things together that way. Um, talking about Sean Payton. Talk about what would it take to get him to return to coaching as the trade deadline uh, deadline is on the horizon about a week away. We're going to talk about some teams on the bubble and just what they should do. We're going to play buy, sell, or hold. Talk about some of the big names that could move and also the Pats announced their coaching staff. So pretty much all that on the slate today in our regular Tommy and Darwin as always. But with that, I am going to turn it over to Yaki Wave Report writer Jesse Caulfield to get us started here today. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yes, I'm a writer for the Yaki Report, and I'm not going to talk baseball right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get there. Trust me. Yeah, but no, I'm going to start with some winter sports, uh, hockey. So free agency has been going on uh, right now, and it actually like I wasn't like you know free agency is kind of always like the first few days are always interesting mm-hmm. because everyone goes so quick, but like this one has been extra interesting at least to me, and especially the other day when there was a massive trade that went down. Um, which I was, didn't see coming at all, um, that I was like, all right, I kind of want to talk about this. Mm. Because there's been, it's been going on for a couple years now, and as Bruins fans, we've been watching it, but we've mostly just been watching the Bruins do it, but we haven't been realizing it's been going on across the league. But there's a changing of the guard going on with hockey right now. There's a new generation of teams that are going to be like in the playoffs every year. Because if you watch hockey, Dom, you're not the biggest hockey fan. No. But if you were to name the teams in the past five to ten years that have just been like, all right, every year they're in the playoffs. Could you name a couple? I have eight here. I'm not going to like okay, go in depth. Every year, Tampa Bay Lightning. That's um, one I have. I mean, they were never good, but the Red Wings were always in the playoffs when I was there. When paying yeah, but that's, at all. that's that's a little old at this Lightning, point. Lightning, Bruins. Uh, that's two. Maple Leafs. That's another one I have. The Islanders seem to be in a lot. Uh, At least when I was in college. That's that's a pretty good the one. San Jose Sharks were in all the time. That's the fourth one I have. Um, the St. Louis Blues, I thought, were in quite a bit. That's the fifth one I have. Okay. Cool. So I'm, You're I'm, close. I'm pretty close. Actually, there's a couple that I'm surprised you uh, missed. The Penguins, that's obviously. That's the sixth I have. Um, the Penguins were one. Think of their rival. The Think Pe- of Sidney Crosby's rival. Oh, I don't know. Alex Ovechkin. Oh, duh. You're right. Capitals. The Capitals. And I, then on the last team is, they've kind of sucked for a little while at this point. Um... It's the Blackhawks. Oh, I completely forgot about them. Yeah, because in the past five, I said five to ten years, and like the past five years, they have fallen off. But they have been going through, and they finally admitted it this offseason. They're doing it wrong. They're training their young players and keeping their old players, but they're admitting it. They finally suck. Mm. Um, but again, they're doing it wrong. It's hilarious. Um, but they are going through the process that I think I'll, pretty much all those teams you just listed are about to go through. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of them are holding on like the Bruins will probably still at the very least I think they'll be a fringe playoff competitor mm-hmm. like you know they'll they'll maybe be a wild card team this year 
Uh, Capitals, Penguins, I think they'll be kind of in the same position at worst. Uh, Maple Leafs will still be good this year. I think all these teams, except the Sharks and Blackhawks, they're going to suck. They just suck. Um, they'll The other teams will be good this year. Mm. Um, but that's because the they're all in that situation that the Red Wings were in. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, we're not that much of competitors anymore. Now, I understand why the Lightning are. You just were there, like, you know. But they, they just had that situation where they signed a whole bunch of players to a bunch of, like, uh, eight-year contracts. And, like, sure, like, you'll be good for the next couple of years. But eventually, um, Stamkos, you'll be paying Stamkos more than he's worth. Eventually, Victor Hedman will be in the situations that Dano Char is in. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just not that guy anymore. Um, Kucherov, let's see if his body can hold up. He's always injured. And eventually, Vasilevsky won't be able to carry a team anymore. So, eventually, the Lightning will fall off, too. But I think they might be last the longest. But there's a new group of teams coming up. Let me try and think of who they are. Well, one of them's obvious. Well, yeah, the Avalanche. Yes. Um, But I'm trying to think some of these other teams. that Some of them are there already. um, Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, they're kind of new to it. Like, like you're probably never going to guess the Panthers. The Panthers are on my list. Well, no, because they made the playoffs, so that makes me think, yeah, the Panthers. But it's only it's only been recent. Still. But there's other teams that are like, oh, like you might be surprised that I made my list. All right, uh, let me hear them. All right, one is the Stars. Okay. You know, Stanley Cup's a couple of years ago, but they've been floundering a little bit. I think they're in a good position. They just had, you know, they, they got kicked out in the first round, but they took uh, Calgary seven games when they shouldn't. They had a... Has Calgary won then, too? No. Oh, really? Calgary's on the down. Okay. Um... But I just think they were never really on the up and up to be on the the yeah. old guard list mm-hmm. type of thing. But they're on the down. They'll be in the playoffs this year, but they're on the down. Uh, but the stars because they have a good coach, Peter DeBoer. Never enough to like you know you'll make you might make some Western Conference Finals, but you'll never make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. But you'll be a good team. Yeah. You'll be there. What about the Wild? Uh, no, they're they're in an interesting place because. They had to buy out a couple of contracts a year ago, Parise and Suter, okay. and they're reaping that, reaping what they sow at this point. All right. So, all right, I'm done. They're going to be fringe. I'm done guessing. What are the, what's the new guard then? Well, one of them is actually the Red Wings. Okay, because Steve Eiserman just knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and they've been on the up and up for since he's gotten there. Mm-hmm. And finally, they're in that spending spree where, like, all right, we're going to at least compete this year. We're not going to be really a com- cup contender this year, but we're going to. Try to get to the playoffs to have our young players mature, and in a couple of years they'll be there because they signed like Ben Sherratt this year was one. They made a big trade. I can't remember what it was at this point because um, it was so long ago, and the Panthers made a huge splash because I want to get to the Panthers. Now, I have a question mark against them in my notes because they bet it all on this offseason. Mm-hmm. They had a disappointing season again. Mm-hmm. They got kicked out. By the lightning. Now you know maybe they should just wait it out, and eventually the lightning will fall off, and maybe they'll just can get beyond the second round because the lightning will be gone. But that's no way to play it. That's not how they wanted it. They traded one of their best players in Jonathan Huberdeau and uh, Mackenzie Weger for Matthew Tuchuk, and this is why I think Calgary is on the way out because that is a huge bet, and because I think on paper Calgary wins that trade easily. Mm-hmm. However, Matthew Tuchuk does not want to be in Calgary. He's a great younger player, mm-hmm. um, and they can sign him long-term. Huberdeau and Uyghur were both going to be expensive, and both contracts are up this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think bo- both of them are going to stay in Calgary. Maybe one, maybe the other. Um, Does that free up a bunch of money for the Panthers, too, to like sign other people? 
Uh, yes. That's what I figured. Now, Chuck is himself is still going to be very expensive. Mm-hmm. So he's going to basically be like the Huberto contract. But you okay. also, they also, the reason I really have a question mark here is they're betting at all because they do not have a first round pick until 2026. Damn. Yes. <clears throat> so it has to be now and you can't, if it falls apart, you're screwed. Um, another team I have is the Kings. Now, not much to talk about there. They were there a couple years ago, um, but they fell off. But now they, they maintain that um, sinking ship very well and now find themselves uh, being a very young team with great veteran leadership. I like where they are at this point. I think they could be one of those new teams. Okay. Another surprising team, maybe not that surprising because of the splash they just made in free agency, Columbus Blue Jackets. Hmm. A team that many teams said should just pack it in and Did, do it. Didn't they miss the playoffs this year, though? Yes. They, um, they, they missed it for the past two years. Yeah. And they were in it a couple years ago, but they were never like a competitor, a Stanley Cup competitor. Um, and many people said they should pack it in, but they said, no, we're going to have like that fringe rebuild. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still going to keep some of these players. They signed Patrick Laine long term. I don't like him that much. He's a great offensive guy, has zero defensive upside. Um, and then they signed... The biggest splash free agency, Johnny Goudreau, to a massive contract. I like him, but he's got the same problem. Mm. No defense. So I think they could be, but they need to find some defense. And then they are they're kind of there. They're, they're almost there. So the Blackhawks are, are Blackhawks. Blue Jackets, surprisingly, out of nowhere, find themselves, could be one of those teams in the next couple of years. Because they might be seeing what's going on. Mm. They might see a lot of all those little teams collap- collapsing. And the final team I have... Uh, might be shocking to some people, the Ottawa Senators. Ah. Yes, because they have sucked for a long time. Terrible, bottom of the league, bottom of the cap. Uh, but they played it pretty well, and their longtime owner finally died. Thank ah. God for them. Finally died, making some real gutsy moves that are seem to be paying off. This team is on the up and up, uh, and they are finally seem to be a team that is ready to spend, and they're doing it a little bit this offseason. Uh, they're not going to be that good this season, but in the next two to three years, look for the Senators for all these draft picks and all these young players to really take that next step. I like where the Senators are because they also dumped play- players like Matt Murray. Mm. Um, so I like it. All right. I like the Senators. Sounds good. So, 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 so you look, look for these teams that I listed to die and rise in the right. next couple of years. So it will be a changing of the guard in the NHL over the next year or two. Sounds good. Sounds good. I can't argue with John. So, yeah, <laughs> I got not much, but sound good for Ottawa. Was their owner one of those that it's just like cheap? Yeah, doesn't care. Yeah, he'd also meddle in things. Oh, oh, he was a oh, he was so he yeah. was not a non-attached. He was a meddler. He was like, I want. He's like he kind of had like that Rocky syndrome. Oh, okay. I want names that are a little cheaper than they used to be. Mm. So like it's just like just to get butt to the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. And you're always a fringe team at best. All right. That sounds good. With that, we will move on to rapid fire news. Quite a bit on the news thing this week. Go through it pretty quickly, though. Um, the All-Star Game happened in which the American League took down the National League 3-2, to two, despite the National League going out to a 2 nothing lead to start things out. Yeah. The AL once again takes that one. But they don't take the World Series often. It's been a lot of National League teams winning the World Series the last couple of years. Well, that whole... The all-star game determines who gets home field advantage. I guess that mattered. I guess it did. I don't know. Maybe it did. Anyway, so also for the Red Sox, 0-3 to start the second half, swept by the Toronto Blue Jays in a game in which that, you know, they really just, 
They fell behind early. They gave up a couple touchdowns. You know, they really they had a problem getting some drives together, and they lost twenty-eight to five. So you know, those days happen. You know, the old line looked terrible. <laughs> Actually, I did see a great tweet during that game um, from Adam Scheffner. Uh, it was twenty-seven to three, and Adam Scheffner tweeted that the game was twenty-seven to three. It's like the Red Sox have uh, Toronto right where they want them because it was going to about to be twenty-eight to three. That's, like, that's funny. I like that. But anyway, so Toronto winning twenty-eight to five in that game. Sox swept, and also Raffy Devers hitting the DL with a hamstring injury. We're going to talk about boy. just how bad things are for the Red Sox now. But in better Red Sox news, David Ortiz was enshrined into the Hall of Fame over the week. So great for Big Poppy. Are you surprised he got in on his first try? A little bit. I am too. I didn't think he'd get in. Especially on his first since time. no one else got in. Exactly. Um, for the last of the All Star sort of news, Juan Soto defeated Julio Rodriguez for the home run derby, despite the absolutely torrid pace Rodriguez went on to start it. Didn't? Yeah. What did, what did Rodriguez out homer him by? Like. Oh, I don't 10 or 15 total, but Soto wins the It was a lot. Because it's done by head-to-head rounds. Well, did you hear how Juan Soto got to the All-Star game? No. The Nationals wouldn't charter a plane for him. He had to fly commercial. That's hilarious. That's so petty. Yeah. I I agree, though. Which also happened to Oakland pitcher. I don't remember his name, but the Oakland pitcher also had that happen to him. But that's for a different reason. That's because Oakland has no money. They literally couldn't afford it. (laughs) Yeah, Oakland has no money. That's why. But no, Uh, they were just being petty. Like, now you have to. (laughs) Um, Also in the news, uh, moving on to some football. Kyler Murray signing a five-year, $230 million extension, $160 million guaranteed. We will be talking about that in just a few. Also, Mm. Debo Samuel and uh, the Niners continuing to be at an impasse. No deal is imminent. And Samuels has said he is to be decided on if he will come to camp or not. Um, finally, this is more obscure, but I just found it funny. Madison Bumgarner called Victor Robles a clown after oh, Robles. I did. I did see that. After Robles hit a solo home run off Mad Bum late in the game while his team was down 7-1 to and stood there and watched it and celebrated. Which I'm not one for like old man getting really mad at guys celebrating, but I kind of agree with Bad Bum on this one. Like, you're down seven to one. Yeah. You kind of do look like a clown. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So that has been it. For, oh, wait, no, no, last one. The Celtics. Oh. The Celtics reportedly offered Jalen Brown, Derek White, and picks for Kevin Durant. Dom threw his pen about it. I did throw my pen about it because <laughs> I don't want Kevin Durant here. And all, all Jalen Brown and not tweeted. For Jalen Brown. He tweeted this morning. I don't remember what it said. Oh geez. But he is. But he knows. Oh boy. But he knows. I wouldn't want Durant here. And he and Jalen Brown's not happy. I'm sure he's not. Anyway, so that has been it for rapid fire news. We will move on to our next segment. And I know with this one, I am going to get a ton of pushback from basically everyone. I guess. Because it's going to come from you, our regular contributors, Brian Salem, and uh, and my brother Dan, who actually uh, messaged me when this news hit, calling Arizona dumb. So, if you haven't guessed just from that, it's the Kyler Murray contract. Murray getting that $230 million extension, $160 million guaranteed. Now, I said earlier when this stuff was happening... If you have reservations about Murray, his character, his leadership, paying him isn't going to make that better. Money only exacerbates 
creating, you know, existing issues. Aaron hasn't turned into less of a prick since he got paid. That's not how that works. So it's not going to make this better. However, I will say this. People need to be flexible. Every circumstance is different. I am not for paying every single player or every single quarterback, depending on their problems, especially ones with health issues or personality stuff that you don't like. So I'm not for paying guys all the time. But to me, the Cardinals are in a unique, unique situation, which makes me think that I'm okay with this contract. And that's simply this. The NFC has never been weaker. They saw their division overnight go from one of the hardest, maybe the hardest in football, to now one of the weakest. Seattle is rebuilding and tanking. The 49ers are looking to move off Jimmy G, but they have no idea if Trey Lance is any good. And clearly, I have my doubts about Lance simply because it wasn't this hard for Kansas City to move off Alex Smith, who was making the playoffs, for Mahomes. It wouldn't be this difficult if Trey Lance was wowing them all the time. So who knows what the Niners are doing with quarterback. The rest of the NFC has gotten weaker. Dallas has lost pieces. The Packers have lost a ton of pieces, and Aaron is only getting older as well. The Buccaneers probably only have a year left. The NFC has never been this weak. The Cardinals division has never been this weak. The time is now for the Arizona Cardinals, and what the heck else was possibly on the market? This is the most important position in sports, and that means sometimes you have to deal with some things and some people that you just don't like. I'm not a fan of Kyler. I'm not a fan of the news about Kyler. I'm also not a fan that Kyler seems to have problems staying healthy at the end of seasons. But given the position, where the Cardinals are, their circumstances, I'm totally okay with Arizona shelling out this contract. Kyler is 24 years old. His contract will run out when Kyler is 30. And from then on, you can decide what you want to do. And Brian talked about this in the text message. You know, I don't think Kyler can get them over the edge. I don't think Kyler is that guy, just like Rogers seems to be. But the difference is Rogers is well over 30 years old. And when he got the new money in the new contract, you knew what Aaron was. Kyler is 24 and he has largely gotten better every single season. You can't know exactly what he is yet. What I do know is he is a beautiful thrower of the football, a dynamic athlete, and one of the better quarterbacks in the L. NFL and certainly, certainly the best quarterback Arizona has had in a while and one of the better quarterbacks in the NFC. Arizona literally probably has, at worst, the fourth best quarterback in the NFC at this point. Maybe fifth. Second best in their division, though. So I get the move. I get why they did it. I don't have to like everything about everybody I pay or hand over power to or count on. But if you're good enough and you're better than the alternative options or any options I can possibly hope of, then sometimes you have to suck it up and do it. Considering Arizona's placement now where they're in a win now scenario and they've never had an easier path, this is a move they had to do. They had to lock up Murray. All right, Jesse, let's go. Hmm. There's a lot of reasons why I don't like this. I know you don't. I don't like this a lot. I mean, obviously I could start with like, I don't like him mm-hmm. like you know not like hey come fight me kyler murray yeah. but it's just like i don't want to build a, my team an offense around him mm-hmm. who who he is as a person his personality how much he seems to care about the game compared to status money yeah um other things i'm sure uh but uh yeah they they're they're selling out for a kid that is small injury prone mm-hmm. and it uh, I don't know. 
an, a good offense. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, don't want to call it a great offense. I don't know. They got James Conner, Randall Moore. They got Here's that the tight end. James Conner's numbers were so inflated by the fact that he was a red zone weapon. A really good one. Arizona, Arizona seemed to be able to run the ball pretty effectively last year when they needed to. Yeah, I also I do like Edmonds, mm-hmm. and I like teams that package multiple running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very good for the running backs and the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but like DeAndre Hopkins is gonna miss the what is gonna be Arizona's best couple of games. What's he out for six games? I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, at that point, that's why they brought in Marquise Brown. Like, at that point, you know, Watt is not gonna be playing anymore. Mm. He'll be out for the season at that point. Uh-huh. I can almost guarantee it. Kyler Murray will not be at 100%. And who, I don't really care that much about Stonehands. Mm. I don't. Now, when DeAndre is back, that takes a little... Let's see if Marquise Brown is a little better with a real competent thrower of the football. Sure, but I do watch him drop a lot of passes. I know you... I, I Listen, I'm not it's saying It's a he's... bad combination for him to be in Baltimore. Oh, terrible. It was a terrible combination. <laughs> I think it'll work a lot better in Arizona. Do I feel like if they were going to win a Super Bowl, they need D-Hop? Yes. But I think that they could be fine for six games without D-Hop, considering the weapon that they brought in Marquise Brown to go with what already exists around him. They have Zach Ertz at tight end. He was really good with Kyler. And it's a yeah, nice safety I, blanket for the young quarterback. Kyler. I like him. He's a little older at this point. But and I by like the way, here's the, here's the other thing, too. From the business side of it, this is also a no-brainer. Kyler is exciting. Kyler makes your franchise relevant. That helps you with free agency, and it just helps you with money. Yeah, but from a I, business aspect, Kyler is a home run as well. Yeah, I think that's a short-term victory, though. Maybe because I you you say it all the time. This upcoming draft is great for quarterbacks. Yeah, but Arizona is nowhere near bad enough that they would ever be able to be in those top picks. They're definitely not winning the division. They're probably not winning the division. But even in even even if they had moved off Kyler and just brought in a competent quarterback, there's enough around there that they'd probably be seven and ten. Do you think they're beating the Buccaneers in the playoffs? This uh, year? I think they could. I I I think they could, but probably not because the game would be in Tampa. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Bucs are, are going to be as amazing as everybody else thinks. Ooh, I think right now it's it's really just the Rams and the NFC, and I don't really see anybody else. You like the Vikings. Okay, but I don't like the Vikings to be able to take down the Rams. Defensively, do you think, do you de- think the Panthers can be a playoff team now? With barely. With Baker. But, but they could be a playoff team. But if you were to ask me today, Carolina or New Orleans, I'd go to New Orleans. Really? Well, they still have plenty of guys who have been there, done Actually, that. Did you hear veteran. they released? They released. Uh, I heard that Michael yes. Thomas. Yeah, I heard that. But they they brought in I some just gave new, up on him. some new weapons. Uh, What's Alan Kamara's status? As of right now, he seems like he's going to play. That's what it kind of looks like. Yeah, if Kamara plays, then I I think New Orleans I would still put as a playoff team over Carolina. Mm. I think they have just enough left in the tank. It's a risky... Uh, and Winston played pretty well last year. It's when a he risky was fantasy pick. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, back But back to the... So you're so against it just because... But, but what is Arizona going to do? Would you have rather they just played chicken with the Kyler this year and made him play? Mm, what if he didn't? Honestly, that might have benefited this franchise more. Because okay. Kyler will win you games. Yes. Kyler is talented enough, especially when he's healthy. And you're right, because, you know, you're right. He is very exciting. Yeah. He is very talented. 
He can throw the ball far. He can do pretty pretty, pretty accurate with it okay. when he's healthy. I'm he can get... run around, extend plays, but that's the problem with him. Yeah. And, and he is as, too exciting for his own good. And as he gets older and more experience in the NFL, maybe they will keep him in rhythm of the offense more and have him do a lot of less of that stuff, especially the more they put better pieces around him. He's got to age fast. And you said it yourself. Like, yeah, Do you w- think more money will really just make this kid just be like, well, I'm a team player now? No, I don't think so. You bribe me into being a team player. But I'm sure you could you could definitely talk him into running around less and improvising less because it would be better for him and his long-term health and his career. By the way, at the end, no, of, no, la- no, no, no. At the end of last year, it looked like he didn't want to run anymore because he didn't want to get hurt. Oh, that's where that's where you gotta you gotta be like, listen, Kyler. If you get hurt enough, this is your last big contract. Mm. No more money. He'll be like, all right, I hear you. Yeah, future money. Future money. <laughs> um, but it, and you said they'll be trapped, but I don't think they're that trapped. I don't think five years is that much of a trap. Yeah, but it doesn't. Kyler's not a guy. He's not Brady. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not a guy who's going to be here. For a long period of time. It technically okay. doesn't start this year. I'm okay with overpaying for a short amount of time in his peak years and then being able to get out of the Kyler business when he reaches 30. And by the way, these the NFL is so desperate for quarterbacks. Let's say in two or three years, Arizona makes one playoffs, maybe I mean, wins a playoff game, but Kyler's wearing everybody out. He's maybe not been completely healthy at the end of two of those three seasons or one of the three seasons. But basically, it seems like he's not good enough to get him over the hump. They're starting to be in cap hell, and he's just wearing them out. You know they could move him to another NFL team who is in win now and needed a quarterback desperately. Will they, though? Oh, yes. In three years? In three years? Here's the thing. In three years, it looks like he's only going to be starting that contract. Okay, four years. Let's say four years. You still have a lot of money left. I okay. Here's the thing: when he's 30, that's when you can buy out with no penalty. If you want him go all the way to free agency, he'll be 31. No, but I'm saying you could you could definitely trade him to someone. And listen, Jared, so the, someone got Jared Goff. Do you think? Here's the thing: after somebody, somebody in four years, you're going to be trading a 22 million dollar cap hit. Oh, someone will take that. Someone who's quarterback desperate. That's base to- salary. Would totally take that. Hundred percent. That's a lot. People wouldn't take. Here's the thing: if he Deshaun Watson hasn't played football in two years, no, 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 no. If he doesn't mature, doesn't get healthier in those four years, I don't really see a team really wanting to buy that contract. I see it. Does he? He can't get. He can't get hurt at the end of every single one of the season. But let's say Arizona wins a bunch of games. Look how much. Look how hard it was for them to move Baker in Cleveland. Okay, but Baker is not nearly the player that Kyler has been. No, he's also, I don't think he's the baby that Kyler is. Uh, Baker has his own personality issues. <laughs> no, he does. But I think Kyler, if you just stack up them one-to-one, mm-hmm. I think Kyler is worse. But I think Baker is in a worse situation. Okay. That that makes it worse. I'm going to stop arguing. I'm going to let you hear, lay out the rest of your thing here. So, you think this is going to trap Arizona. You yeah. don't see this as a, as a, I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bro, Bowl. Bro, they should have did what everyone else did. I'm not winning. A, they're not winning a Super Bowl. Let's also suck like the rest of the NFC for one, two years. Let's try to win the race to those great quarterbacks. Yeah, but they're never going to win that race this year. They're not bad enough. They should. No matter a- what, they were never going to be bad enough this year to be in those You know picks. what they should have said? What? You know what, Kyler? We don't care if you play or not. Mm. We're benching you. 
because you're just that much of a bitch. <laughs> they would never do that. Let's see where you get your money now because we're going to draft a quarterback next year. Maybe. I would love a team because that would put a stop to a lot of this quarterback behavior. Mm. Pretty quick. If one team, not even a huge team, it's the Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. said to their guy that makes them all the money, said, you know what? Screw you, buddy. Mm. We're going somewhere else. Did you see what we did to Josh Rosen? Uh-huh. Who do you think you are? Go play for the Athletics. <laughs> they, you know, they were, did you see that comment, though, by the GM? No. Of the Cardinals? No. Uh, when they did the press conference, um, he was like, oh, this is the contract mm-hmm. for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so a reporter asked them, "Is like, so Kyler, does this put an end to you playing baseball? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the GM goes, uh, have you seen his contract compared to the A's entire payroll yeah like that's all you need to know no exactly exactly um but anyway (laughs) but beyond i know you're being funny and whatever but you think you think they should have probably just played chicken with him and made him play this year without a contract yeah extension i mean i'm kind of serious i'm i'm because if you really want to tank yes you need to make sure kyler doesn't play at all but jesse i'm going to tell you right now they never would have tanked they never would have been bad enough no they don't no one's got the balls no even if they tried to tank they never would have been bad enough they're not going to be worse come on they're not going to be worse than seattle they're an awful second half team like an awful second half team Mm -hmm. and i don't think it's going to change i don't see why i would they they had defense got worse their offense got better after week six but that's when you start to crumble um so if you sat Kyler for those first eight, nine games, mm-hmm. like, ah, uh, like that's when you're best and you're only going to win now. Like what? I think it's what's more likely is maybe they could have just played chicken with Kyler and made him play this year without a contract. Mm. I think that's far more likely what could have happened, which I'm not even saying that was a bad route to go, but I don't have I a mean, huge, you were, you were, you I were, don't know. I don't have a huge problem. You're saying they should do that. No, I know. And if I was the GM, I probably would have done that. I'm just saying I don't have a huge problem with this, with what Arizona did. Because I think Arizona was in a unique scenario right now where the window has been opened far wider than it ever was before. And I get being like, we just got to do it now. Mm. And I don't think it's selling your soul the same way that you do. Because you can get out of this thing when he's 30. And you can get out of it earlier than that. I guarantee you can get out of that a year or two before that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the the landscape's going to be in four years and who's going to be looking for a quarterback. Someone's always looking for a quarterback. Sure. Um, I guess. I think but in in a game, the the NFL has never been... The quarterback is the most important position in sports. It's never been more important than now. The game has never leaned more to the offensive side. Quarterback and weapons... Yeah, but not one pitcher. All right, true. You know, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, the game has never leaned more to just quarterback weapons, so I get it. You Sometimes you're going to have to deal with some stuff that you don't like because the person is just that valuable. Mm-hmm. And the circumstances around you yeah. right now warrant a time to just suck it up and I'm make sure that you are the best as you can be right now. I think he's way too overvalued. Maybe. Because of his spectacle. Again, am I overvaluing him that much? Because if the NFC looked the same way as it did two years ago, I wouldn't say what I'm saying now. See, that's the thing. If he was in the AFC, I wouldn't be saying what I am saying now. But right now, the NFC is not very good. And it's old. It's gotten really old. I think that's that's the people are blinded by that. Oh, the NFC is wide open. It's not, though. Because, like, 
it's going to be the Buccaneers and the Rams mm. for the next. I mean, you know, Buccaneers are if especially if Brady's like I'm done with the Bucks at least at the very least if that's what he says. Like then yeah, the Bucks are kind of suck. Yeah, I mean, you liked um, who they just saw make the head coach, former Jets coach. Uh, he was the hmm? defensive coordinator, Robert Sala. No, the one. No, the the Bucks and Jet Brandon. Oh, coach. oh, Bowles. Bowles. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Um, I mean, I like Todd Bowles, but let's be honest, they've sold their soul over the last two years to keep everybody in house, money and all that kind of stuff. The minute Brady, yeah, the minute Brady leaves, I mean, you know, they're going to be bad for a little while. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they'll still have pieces. I think, Evans will still be I'm there. Just saying, and, I think Arizona after this year probably has a good good runway of three to four years where they have a legitimate chance to be one of the best teams in the NFC. That's the thing. I don't think they're ever going to win the division in that time. Because I think that is, like, when I think the Rams do fall off, they're going to fall off hard. But I still think they have another two to three years. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm okay with going for it and trying. You also don't think 49ers are going to suck and they'll be pretty good over the next couple years? I Listen, I think think you can't. If Seattle, I, I, think, I, th- I think we don't know anything with the Niners. Seattle is I mean, rebuilding, and we'll pick a quarterback. But that sounds like, as like long as, I say. But as long as Pete Carroll is there still, I I have my reservations on if they're going to turn around or not. Because I I think the game is totally past Pete Carroll by. No, sure. I'm not. I wasn't even bring up Seattle. Oh, I but like, but the Niners. Think of it this way: Debo, what the hell's going on with that? Kittle can't stay healthy. Trey Lance, well, we have no idea. Even if Trey, even if Trey works, this will still be his first year as a starting quarterback. You don't talk like this about the 49ers. What? Well, yeah, I do. I mean, you talk about a Debo like that, yeah. But like, but I'm just, I'm not saying you like the, Lance. They're not, I'm not saying they're terrible. But I don't even like Lance. I just said if you want to turn it over to Lance, you have to just bite the bullet and do it. Mm. And they will, and that's what they should do. I'm just sitting here saying I have no idea if it's going to work. And even if it does work, he's still a first-year quarterback next year. So how good can they be? How far can they go? Then you have to deal with an aging Kittle who's always getting hurt. The defense yeah. isn't getting younger. All right, you like the Saints. You don't think the Saints are going to be bad, and you think they're going to weather the storm and be pretty good. They'll be pretty good, but Arizona should be a better team than the Saints. Mm. All right, uh, you like the Panthers. New Orleans also probably only has another year or two left. And then you think they're just going to fall way off? Well, yeah, that defense is getting old. Well, that's that's uh, you got to retool. And they're going to have to, yeah, they'll have to retool it, but it'll take a little while. Mm. Well, they just took a big step, I feel. Carolina, Carolina is interesting. Carolina, I feel like, has potential. Uh, my problem is just now I feel like they've, they're going to spin the tires because they got Baker, so they'll never be bad enough to get a you know franchise changing quarterback potentially but they'll never be good enough to be a serious you know super bowl or even best team in the nfc contender do you know what i mean why don't you like the vikings that much though i don't like like you want you think they'll win the division i think they'll win the division i think they're going to be a really good team um i think that the window is opened for this year and maybe next year. But Thielen's not that young. Kirk eventually is going to start falling off. He's not that young either. 
I think the Vikings have a good two years in them to be need, a, to be to, a surprisingly very good team. They need to get away from him. Who? Kirk. If they really, here's the thing. I know you like him more than most, but like you really can't consider them a Super Bowl contender with him as a Super Bowl. Oh, I don't think so either. But this is my point. You got to get away from him. Though. Almost no one around here seems like a, a Super Bowl contender. You need to get away with him eventually, and they will once his next contract runs out, his extension. They keep extending it though. I know. But I don't think that's a bad idea because you're going to bring in a new coach. You want him to win games. You want him to have a fair chance. I think they'll be very good this year. I think they'll be a ten win, a ten win team, at least. I don't know. Maybe they should have won for them young quarterbacks this this, this draft. They weren't bad enough. They come on. You can be bad enough with Kirk Cousins as and the other one, Dalvin Cook. I mean, how much longer does Dalvin Cook have? But you like their back. He's a running back. I do like Madison. That's true. But so. Thielen will fall off in the next two years. Eventually, Dalvin Cook will be gone. So you'll have Jefferson, who will get expensive, and Madison, the backup. So, I don't know. I, I don't see a whole lot here that makes me think, for sure, Arizona doesn't can't sit there and talk themselves into the fact that they could be one of the three best teams in the NFC going forward. All right, well, what do you call the NFL? Not for long. So, uh, I don't think this NFC is going to be that. Because here's the thing. The AFC was bad last year. It was. Now it's the clock. Here's my last here's my last point on this. All right. We can go into a playoffs plenty of times and think Arizona's not good enough, right? But as long as you get to the playoffs, as long as you get to the dance, anything can happen. Nobody thought uh, Cincinnati was the best team in the AFC or even close, and yet somehow I disagree. they made to the Super Bowl. I thought they were the best team. No, you did not. Boomer Esiason definitely thought they were the best team. <laughs> so if you get, as long as you get to the dance, you put yourself in position, right? Good things can happen. You got to get to the party, though. Not so much in the NFL. Get get in the door. I, listen, I, I, mean, I don't know. I agree with you a little bit of the point of Cincy getting there. But at the same time... It, it, they almost had a perfect path to do it. I, I know, but it happens. It happens. And if Arizona has two or three straight years with Kyler Murray of being in the playoffs, maybe one of them can happen. But, like, here's the thing. Right? That's my, my point is just they're good enough to get themselves in the door. Once you're in the door, things happen, and but, you can have a chance. Without Kyler, they don't have that chance, and they're nowhere on the horizon for them to find a quarterback to give them that chance in the next couple of years. Except in the upcoming draft, like they're know. not bad enough to be there. Here's the thing: you scream out, "There is nowhere to get a quarterback in the next couple of years." Then what is every NFC team doing? They've just they're oh, just they're spinning. stupid. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, a lot of them don't. Listen, some Detroit, of them don't. Detroit's badly run. The Giants are terribly run. Uh, Seattle, Pete Carroll, come oh, on! I thought you were gonna say Philly, uh, Carolina. Uh, you like Carolina's ownership. I, I like his ownership because he's aggressive, but he's been spinning the tires now with bringing in all these veteran quarterbacks. New Orleans has been in cap hell the last couple of years. So, like... Eh. Actually, the, I think the NFL has a lot of bad ownership. Oh, the, oh, the <laughs> NFL has some terrible ownership. 100%. But, yeah, I mean, a, a bunch of teams in the NFC have drafted quarterbacks and they're not working out. The Bears are t- uh, the Bears are the other one. The Bears are lost. The Bears have no idea what they're doing. I forgot they existed. They, they, <laughs> have no, they have no idea what they're doing as an organization. Uh, I forgot they existed. I so I, I think a lot of this is, a lot of this is aging quarterbacks, um, mediocre ones, 
and then just teams who have no idea what they're doing or guys who are bust. Daniel Jones is a bust. Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, but he, they, they shouldn't have. I don't know. Mr. Get the best player available really jumped for Daniel Jones <laughs> oh, for yeah. some reason. But listen, he, he was one of the better Darwin Awards also. He was one no, of the best ones ever. But like you're going to say that, and it's like they were, they were supposedly better quarterbacks still available in that draft. Yes. Better quarterbacks, not even better players. I know. It was stupid. It was stupid. All right. Was that the same draft? Do you have last thoughts on this? Because we've gone a long time. <laughs> yeah, grow up, Murray. All right. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. 100%. I get it. I'm going you know to uh, shoot all your arrows at me, Jesse, Brian, Dan. You know you would grow up? It. What? Making $30,000 in the double A. Yeah, that, would, a. that may, it does make you grow up. <laughs> yeah. It does. It does. But that, that's why he picked uh, football. All right. Didn't want to grow up. It didn't want to grow up. All right. With that, guys, we're going to take a quick break before we get into the sad, sad state of affairs that is the Boston Red Sox. Stick with us, guys. This next segment, the Boston Red Sox really scuffling into the break. Got no better when they faced Toronto. You know that they have not won a single series this year against any of the elite AL East teams? Yeah, any AL East team. Not even the Orioles? So what, does that make them like O? Oh, Are you saying the Orioles aren't elite, Dom? They're not. <laughs> um, uh, does that make them O oh, twelve 12 like probably like two or three ties? I think they have one tie, and it was that four-game series against the Yankees at Fenway. That's wild. That's wild. All right, with that, I'm going to turn it over to Yaki Wave report writer, Jesse Caulfield, to get us started on the state of the Boston Red Sox as we near the trade deadline. Thank you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Listen. 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 We said this before the deadline. that We gave it, I, I said a week. We'll give it a week. I didn't see, like, maybe the worst series since the Boston Massacre in, what was it, like, 63 or something? Yeah. That in which that was a four-game series in which they let up 40 runs. You let up 40 runs in a three-game series. And I understand way more than half of that came in one game. But congratulations. Two records, one game. Mm-hmm. Franchise record for the Blue Jays. Most runs in a game. Most runs let up in a game at Fenway Park. Red Sox, good for you. Good for you. Setting records left and right. But you are, at this point, almost a AAA team with how beat up you are. The play is, I'm going to be nice and say, uninspired. Because it's just boneheaded move. 
not knowing where the ball is. And I understand that happens to outfielders, but why is this happening like almost every other game, it seems? It ha- it's happened twice in the Yankees series. And then the second one actually kind of worked out for you because they got him at second base. But this, check your eyes, guys. What's going on here? Like, it, this is boneheaded plays, balls dropping in the infield because of lack of communication, people falling down trying to cover first base. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just, this is minor league crap. This is Little League World Series stuff. And I don't want to insult those kids because those are the best kids in the nation in the world. But these are the dumb mistakes that you will see on TV when you're watching Little League Baseball. <laughs> like, I said a week. It's been three games. It's not even technically been half of them. And you have just destroyed any hope I had for this team. I don't want to say it because it hasn't been a week. But, like, you should probably... You might want to sell. Mm. I'm not going to say sell Bogarts. I know, I because know you I won't. refuse to say that. I just <laughs> refuse to say it. But I mean, the the Devers going down in that series is like the last piece, right? Like, no, even as bad as the series was, I would still be like, let's wait for the next two series. But when Devers went on the IL too, it's like, well, everybody's hurt now. Like everybody is hurt. Everyone. JD might JD might might not be on the DL, but he's missing games here and there because of his back. Yeah, yeah. And everybody else is hurt. So, actually, that might be a real problem if you want to move JD. Oh, it's which I kind of think if you're going to sell, if this doesn't get miles better, mm-hmm. um, I think JD would someone be perfect to sell. Yeah, I think so too. I don't want to sell. Bogart. I know you don't. I know you don't. And with that. Oh, <laughs> started again. Started again. Whatever. But and with that, listen, it's time. It's time for the socks to sell. And I'm not sitting here going entire rebuild, tear it down to the stubs. Not doing that. This is a opportunity to retool. Okay, retool the team. You have a core of people here who you knew were probably going to be gone after this year, but you have a core that you're going to keep here and you can build around a little bit. Trevor Story, Alex Verdugo, Nick Pavetta, Tanner Houck, Schreiber's been very good out of the bullpen this season as well, and Duran. You keep these guys here, and you build around them next year going into the offseason. Okay? But it is time for the Sox to retool things a little bit, and that means you sell off the guys who are about to be free agents who you know you're not going to re-sign. That means Xander Bogarts, that means Nathan Eovaldi, and that means J.D. Martinez. All three, I think I would move by the trade deadline. Xander makes a lot of sense in a couple of different places. Um, the Padres being one of the bigger one. If San Diego loses out on the Soto sweepstakes, yes, you're giving me that look, but Tatis played outfield at the end of last year, and I suspect he will play outfield again because he's kind of a terrible defensive shortstop. Um, and if you look at San Diego's lineup right now, it's not very good. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, they're relying on Jerickson Profar, Trent Grisham... Machado's had a good year. Machado's the only one, dude, for the most part. Jake and Cronenworth's pretty good. But, like, how long is Hosmer going to keep doing this? Voigt's been all right. Who? Luke Voigt. He's been all right, but is this, it's not an offense that's good enough to, like, take down the other National League team. They need, they need an impact bat. They really do. I don't know. That's a splurge, man. It is, but they've tried to be aggressive, so I get it. Um I think Xander makes sense at a couple of different places. I think he would make sense in, I mean, you, you'd have to deal with Lindor, so you'd have to talk to somebody about moving. 
but the Mets look like they need a bat badly. I, I think he would get a lot for Xander, even if he is a rental. JD, the same thing. At 34 years of age, his power numbers have gone down, though he is still hitting well over... I mean, he's still hitting 300. He's still a productive hitter. And Nathan Eovaldi, <clears throat> he's on the wrong side of 30. Contract is up. He's been very good for you the past two seasons, but not somebody that I would look to sign at this point. And the pitching, the starting pitching market is kind of uh, it's it's kind of thin, this trade deadline. It's not a lot of guys. So yeah, I think you could get a decent amount for Eovaldi as well. So I, if I'm Boston here, I'm, I'm training those three guys. I'm looking for prospects preferably in the majors or close to the major leagues guys that you feel like can make an impact soon uh sooner rather than later um that gives you some guys who can contribute within the next year or two uh you could get Mackenzie gore from the padres for xander bogarts i think that would be excellent um you've gotten josh winkowski some valuable innings now at the major league level you could expect him to be part of the rotation next year and as i said just retool this team Free up money to fix some things in the offseason. I know no Sox fan wants to hear this. You all love Xander so much. But this, you got to make tough decisions as an owner. And I, at, at over 30 years old, and the amount of money that Xander is going to require, I don't think he is worth it. And this would be a different conversation if we hadn't given Chris Sale the extension that he got. We wouldn't be having this conversation. But the reality of the situation is you did. You need to find a way to fix the pitching staff. If you pay Xander, all you're doing is saying that we're going to have no options at pitching. Let's go out and try and get some Michael Walkers and Rich Hills again and think that's going to be enough. So it's time. It's time. You have to sell the X-Man. Sorry, Sox fans. It's painful. I don't want to see it either. But it, it's the right move. Ugh. I mean... You're being emotional. <clears throat> you're being emotional. I'm just... You shouldn't... He shouldn't have paid story. I thought about this the other day when I was going to work at Fenway, mm. which was god awful this weekend. The money was fine, but the weather was just oh. <laughs> I'm red, people. I'm red. Yeah, you are. Um, but uh, I thought about this. Like you had an off season where I mean I know you just came off the American League Championship Series, mm-hmm. and you even. You were up in that series at one point. Um, but, like, they took that as we only need to make a couple small moves. Mm-hmm. And they got Michael Walker and Rich Hill. Um, but then you actually made a real splash in story. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That was the only splash you made. Mm. So I'm like, what are you doing? I didn't get it. I What I told you is that they got they got Xander's replacement. And that's stupid. Because you're gonna, because here we are anyway. Because you're paying sucking. Because you're paying story ten million dollars less. But you're sucking anyway, and then when you are gonna be trying to be good, you're gonna get rid of your best player's best friend for a replacement that bats two two. Was he batting two twenty five at this point? Yeah. Um. And yes, I like his clutch hitting. He's been wildly productive at 225. Listen, I would like, I would have loved this move if this was like 06. Mm. Because that team spent money. <laughs> that team wanted studs everywhere. Mm. Um, so that would have been great. Mm. But I, we all knew what this meant. Yeah. We all knew. 
we all knew John Henry was racist and wanted a white guy at shortstop instead of the uh, guy from Aruba. That's what it is. That's what it really is, people. We should start this rumor. John Henry's a racist because he doesn't like Xander Bogarts, so he'll stay. That's what we need to do, people. That's what it is. Yeah, that'll get Xander. That's got to be what it is. And that's why they won't really talk to Devers. Mm. No, they are, talking, they are talking to Devers. Are they, they offered though? him a Matt Nol- uh, they're, they're, they're talking about Matt Olson's extension as sort of the ballpark of where they're starting at. Yo, they, Rafi Devers was asked about what when he had that conversation with the Red Sox, and then yeah, I was like, what did you tell the Red Sox was your value? And him and Xander Bogarts both laughed. Like, the Red Sox have no clue what they what uh, Devers' value is. is. Mm. Like, ugh, I don't know. They, what, is, what is Devers' value? $33 million a I year? I don't know, because he sucks at defense. $34 million a year? Probably. Do you think you should get? Do you think you should get paid more or less than Jose Ramirez? More, more. But like, I think Jose Ramirez is a little overpaid. A little bit, but Jose plays really good defense. You know what? I think what is perfect for Devers is Jose Ramirez's current contract. But that's not where the market is. No, I know, I get that. So more than Jose Ramirez. Okay, but I don't want to pay like he's already more than Jose Ramirez. Yeah, I I don't know what it is on the top of my head, but I I do remember him getting paid. Yes, he did. Um, but I know you don't want to trade Xander. We'll move off that. Who do you see here? Who you would sell off? And are you going a retooling or are you like rebuilding this team completely? Oh, I'm sure this team will retool. Okay. Because this team can't accept anything. But I don't think you are. I don't think you need to do what the Orioles did for the past, what feels like half a century. Um, or you don't need to do what, uh, Oakland is currently doing. Mm. Um, they would never allow that. As cheap as John Henry is, they would never allow that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I, I like, I love Ivaldi. I love Ivaldi, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see him do what he did for another team, what he did for us in 2018. Mm-hmm. But like, if you want to get any value out of him now, this time, because mm-hmm. yeah, if you, you, you probably shouldn't resign him. If you're gonna retool, so you probably should sell him. I would, like I said, JD Martinez. You know what? You know who could make sense for JD Martinez right now? The Atlanta Braves. They just lost Adam Duvall for the season. Oh, okay. So that could make sense for them. Okay, maybe. Sure. That's. A, that's I have that as a potential Actually, landing spot at this point for JD Martinez with the loss of Adam Duvall. Though they are super right-handed, so they probably would prefer a left-handed bat, maybe someone like uh, David Peralta, but. I, I think you could kick the tires on that and see where it goes. I thought of actually when you said the Mets mm-hmm. for Xander Bogarts, I'm like, I immediately looked up to a third baseman because mm-hmm. um, Xander has played some third baseman in his time, mm-hmm. and like the third baseman is not that good. Yeah, I know they don't have a good third baseman. Escobar. Yeah, he's been com- he's been absolutely dreadful. So, yeah, no. I guess that would work. I don't like it. And you could pit. You could pit those two against each other because you know they're about to come down to a very tight race for the division. Maybe. Oh, oh, they are. Maybe. Atlanta. What, Atlanta's like a half game back right well, now. Well, but like you'll be pitting them with two different players. So you would. Would you want to make them both moves? Well, I, I don't even mean you could do it with both. You could. You could dangle both of them. Because uh, one team might be like, you just traded with that guy. I'm not talking to you. No, I know. But l- let's say 
let's say they only trade one of them or they only offer one of them to both of them. All I'm saying is, is you could dangle Xander to both the Braves and the Mets. Though the, the Braves I don't know specifically the, probably would look more for outfield or DH. Yeah, I don't know. Where the, where the Braves, I mean, their infield is... It's Dansby, Swanson, Austin, Riley. Okay. Uh, uh, second base? Alby, well, Albies is banged up. Yeah, um, but he's not out for the season, though. No, he's not out for the season. So, no, it's probably JD is the only one you could dangle to both of them. I think Zeta would look great in the Braves uniform, though. Mm. Oh, Orlando Arcia is the guy the Braves are using right now. Mm. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> he was a former Milwaukee Brewer. They could definitely, they could definitely do better. But the Brewers, the Brewers are one because the Brewers are desperate for offense. They can't hit. So you could again. There's there's plenty of suitors for both. Even even in JD's lack of power this year, I still feel like there's plenty of suitors for JD still too. Like they could use that. How bat. big is that ballpark? It's not big at all. I've been there. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not a big. Really? Park. Yeah. I'm not even saying the field, but the stadium looks big. It's not that big. Really? Okay. No, it's not that big. Um. No, I I think the Brewers would make a lot of sense for both guys. Who's their shortstop? For them, it's Willie Adamas, who oh, bats in the middle of their order and has good pop. The Brewers probably make a little bit more sense for JD than Bogarts. But anyway, you trade JD, you trade Evaldi. You're still on the I don't want to trade Xander. But why? Is it just personal? Because at this point, they're not re-signing him. They're not. They're living the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is they're not re-signing Xander. So why would you not trade him now? They should, though. They should. I'm, I'm just... I'm Stop being emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at them because they made the stupid story move. You can't be objective because you're mad at them. It's over. He's not re-signing. Trade him. I have a jersey. I know you do. <laughs> it's over. We're moving on. I bought that. All right, we're moving on. You can't be. You can't be objective. What do you mean? You can write your next article on how John Henry is a jerk and <laughs> this is stupid. We never should have got here, and Xander should be a sock for life. Go for it. But the reality is they're not re-signing him, so they should trade him. Nathan, JD, Xander, all should be out the door at the trade deadline. You think you should trade free Vasquez? Up, free up the money. No, I, I would. I would sign Christian. Um, really? Yeah, I would. Free up the money. Because you got Wong. We'll see. That's a different topic. Maybe we'll talk about that when we get like, closer to the trade deadline. Vasquez is hitting well this year. He is. You could sell high with Christian. That's what I mean. You know what? You you have opened my eyes on that one. Maybe you send Vasquez out the door too. Xander, Vasquez, JD, like, and Evaldi. Wong is like the future. But, but it's like, a catcher. But you'll know. Yeah. This year, if you sell Christian, yeah, that's true. Like Plawecki and I Wong. think so. I think no matter what, I want JD Xander and Evaldi traded. You kick the tires maybe with Vasquez, and if you get an offer you like, then you pull the trigger on that too. Uh, da 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 da, Dahlbeck. No one wants Dahlbeck. <laughs> Please take Dahlbeck. <laughs> Nobody wants Dahlbeck. All right, Cordero. No one wants Frenchy either. All right, we're done. We're moving on. Moving on to another team who could trade some people. It's talked about. Could the Angels trade Shohei Otani? Otani doesn't want to be there if they're not going to be good. And I will say this. The Angels, clearly it's not working. You can't pay all your money to two or three guys. It doesn't get you wins. This is not basketball. Can't do that. Um, so clearly it doesn't work. However, I, under no circumstances 
do I think the Los Angeles Angels should trade Shohei Otani? From the business side and the baseball side, there's no other player that you're going to get that's going to cover two different sides of the game as perfectly, as outstanding as Shohei Otani does. There's no way in my mind you could ever get equal value back in a trade if you traded Shohei Otani. So I would not trade Otani under any circumstances. However, what the Angels should do is the Angels should trade Mike Trout. They should trade Mike Trout, and I would want a smattering of prospects and major league guys to try and help this team win right away. Because I do think they have some interesting chances that they could win right away. But unfortunately, the entire payroll is is made up of two guys. But Syndergaard Rendon makes a lot of money. That's true. And he's never on the team. (laughs) So your entire active roster, the payroll is made up of two guys. And then any other money you'd use on anyone else for the active roster is fed up on a guy who's not on the roster anymore. I mean, he is, but he's on the DL. Um, So you would do that. Syndergaard has been great for you on the cheap, right? You have Syndergaard there. You use this money and you retool the pitching staff and you add a couple of bats to the lineup. It doesn't need to be anything big. Build around Otani, all right? You have some prospects, I'm sure. Hopefully they work out. But if you traded Trout, I think you could immediately start putting things in place that you could start building a better team around Shohei. So I would, again, probably this is too big of a name and... um, there's too many things here that this would ever get down probably at the trade deadline this year. This is probably an off-season thing. But I think they should move Mike Trout to start to keep Shohei there and to start building a better team around Shohei. Because, listen, show me the championships for Bryce Harper. I mean, that's not how baseball works. You can't have just one guy making all the money and think that that's how you're going to win games. Nationals won a World Series without Harper. So... And there's a smattering of overly expensive one big name guys on teams who aren't very good. So, yeah. Uh, here's a problem. What? Mike Trout is injured. I know. Well, that's why I said off season. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I said okay. even even if he wasn't injured, I don't think this is a deal. I think it's just too big okay. that, that you could get it done during the season. Well, do you think they should then sell Syndergaard now? Because he's only on a one-year deal, you can't sell him in the offseason. That's true. You could probably, you could probably again. Here's another situation. Because you could sell high in a market that's thin on starting pitching, you kick the tires on it and see. Hmm. If you think that you can get something good enough back for Noah, then you trade him. But if you can't, you talk about maybe trying to re-sign Noah. Okay. Which, I mean, like, he's been good, but he's not like he's been a frontline ace starter. I don't think he's going to be that expensive if you want to resign. Mean, if you're talking next offseason, uh, I don't think Otani will even want to be there anymore. Why? Because you traded Trout? I mean, at that point, I definitely don't think he'll want to be there anymore. Why? That's part of the reason why he signed there. Yeah, but clearly he knows they're not winning, and you could sit down and have a conversation and tell him what's going on with it. Okay, if if the Angels ever sat me down, if I'm a superstar, for some reason, in the MLB, mm-hmm. and my other, the other person on the team, the only other person on this team is the best player in baseball, mm-hmm. and they sit me down and go, listen, 
we want to get rid of the best player in baseball and build around you instead, I'm going to be like, ah, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, I think I want to leave. Okay, maybe you think that, but do you think the logic is sound? My logic is sound, at least. Uh, I don't know. I think you should maybe just... Okay, but you're losing your cash cow. How much revenue does Shohei Otani bring that franchise? Not enough, because I hear they're losing money. Maybe win games, you'll win more. You'll get more money. Yeah, if you win games, and you need also, MLB you should, and prospects in uh, order to win games. Also, they were stupid and changed their name to the Los Angeles Angels. That didn't help. It definitely didn't help. Because now Anaheim doesn't want it. Because LA doesn't care about you, and Anaheim doesn't want anything to do with you anymore. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. But, but you don't think you you don't think that's the only way the Angels can start winning? Bring back that old logo. Oh my God! I love that old logo. But if you move Trout, you you don't think you can get three major league guys? No, I move. move who I who could should, produce? Listen, I think they should just move to them fill both. to fill holes. If you're gonna talk an offseason, move them and, both. and two prospects. I you can't get you will never get equal value for Shohei Otani in a trade. You never I, will. No, I'm just you don't have to get the same value as Trout. No, you will never get. Oh my God! Oh, you're saying for what? Like you think people won't pay for Otani? No, that's not my point. The point is, is I don't think you could ever trade Otani and get equal value back that you get from having Otani on your team. From the business and revenue to on the field baseball play, I have a a I don't know I elite think the do- top of the rotation starting pitcher and a middle of the lineup bat think, all in one play. Who do you think makes more money, the Dodgers or the Angels? The Dodgers. Who do you think makes more money? The Giants or the Angels? The Giants. Bro, I bet a lot of teams make more money than the Angels. They do, but that doesn't mean that Shohei isn't a huge part of the money that they do make. But so they're you, not, you would, you, but you, they're you, not you, making you, money okay. or winning so games. So you disagree with this one, too. You would not trade Mike Trout in the offseason to try no, and make I this team better. both. You trade them both. I said start. I said blow it up. Start from the ground up. You want to completely blow this thing up. Yeah, they're not making money. So you don't even have that ground to stand on. Okay. I get it. Like, sure, Shohei Otani can make you money by himself. I said that like two weeks ago with saying like, hey, this may maybe John Henry will do that because he himself can make you money. But it's not making the Angels money. Mm. So, I mean, sure, he's maybe keeping them from being more in debt. Mm. But like, you know what keeps you from being in debt at all? Winning baseball games. I think you go for it one more year. You trade Trout. You see if you can get enough major league help to make the team better. And you, they're going to have arbitration with Otani, which means that they're going to have to pay him a large amount of money for one year, which they're already paying him a lot of money anyway. Large amount of money from one year, and then he's a free agent in 2024. Okay. So, so one more year of trying to be good. You get the major league help by trading Trout. Who, by the way, isn't going to get any better. He's an E30 now, too. Maybe this is the time to sell high on him anyway. That hasn't been his best season. Sure. So that's my logic here. But you you want to even arbitration. You would have one more year of Shohei, but you're still like, nah. Well, I, I don't think Shohei will have that. He might. He really might be just be like, dude. Well, it doesn't matter. Me. But, but that's okay. But, but when you go to arbitration. There's two numbers. Shohei's number. Yeah. The Angels number. Yeah, I know that. And they pick one. But this ain't, but I'm just saying this ain't football. He ain't going to hold out. 
He has no he has no control of the situation. He will be I mean he, he will be a Los Angeles Angel. He kinda could though. He will be a Los Angeles Angel in twenty twenty three unless the Angels trade him. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he has to show up. And I don't understand that's not how baseball really ever does it. But like he might be someone that could just be like, No, I'm not playing for you. I don't sorry, think sorry, I'm I don't not playing for you. I don't think he'll ever do that. And even if he does, like it'll be that uninspired Juan Soto, Manny Ramirez stuff. <laughs> uh, whatever, we'll see. And it's like, you, you know, when a guy doesn't want to be there, I know. And at that point, like he's I not going to make you as much money anyway. What if they start winning though next year? Oh come on! I think. I, they, I, listen, think, I think if they do that and get a huge haul for Mike Trout, no, I don't see them being good. Okay, I think they'd have a chance. They're kind of dumb. I think they'd have a chance in what is a bad division. Is it? Yeah. You have one. The Rangers are the second place team, and they're like nine games under 500. Yeah, but like they're not awful anymore. Dude, Martin Perez made the All Star game. <laughs> How long is that going to last? I don't know. But he made the All Star game. He's having a good year. Um, his ERA is like. I mean, I'm stupid. Seattle's in second place. I'm an idiot. But yeah, I was, I was Texas, say, Seattle's pretty good and looking pretty poised to be but decent. Te- Texas is 43 and 51. That's the next best team. Listen, I understand Seattle is forgettable, but they're pretty good right now. They are pretty good. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's enough. That's enough on this one, too. We're going to move on to our next one, which is... Wait, can I make one more point? Yeah, go for it. You're, you're, Trout can get a haul. Mm-hmm. You don't think that a man that plays both sides of the ball well, even if like he's down a little bit on the hitting this year, uh, you don't think n- a man that... No, because you, you'd have to make sure that it was a team... That was about to extend him, um, because he only has one year left on his on his deal. I guess, but like again, people that a, a guy that sells tickets gives you good publicity on his own. Like he has so much value. Like you, I feel like you can get more for him than Trout. You definitely can get more for Shohei, but I'm just saying Shohei is worth so much. I don't know if you'll ever get equal value back in a trade, man. Except a World Series prospects, man. You never know. You I know. guess, but like you, you get, never know. you get an. You what get, am I going to ask for? All top ten of your of your team's prospects? Know, maybe <laughs> I don't know if they're willing to pay that. <laughs> I would do that. You call a team, especially a team with a pretty decent prospect pool. Yeah. Hey, I'll all <laughs> ten prospects for this one man. Yeah, okay. I do that. Okay. I would do. I would do that. Okay. I would do that. Okay. Not. I'm not saying I would give up ten prospects for Shohei, but I would give up Shohei Otani for the t- ten of their best prospects. Here's the thing: if fifty of those percent of those hit, like I'm feeling good because I'm sure they hit hard. <laughs> All right. Maybe. And here's the thing: if, top, someone's, if, if, if someone's crazy enough to offer that, like a top ten bust is like an Andrew Benintendi who just made the All Star team. And is a hot commodity on the deadline right now. He's a bust. I know. That's true. Maybe he's not, though. Maybe Boston just labeled him a bust. Sure. (laughs) You know, he's still young and can, like, have a great career. Mm -hmm. And then I'll take that back. But he is considered a bust right now. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on. The Patriots coaching staff. The Pats announced their coaching staff. And uh, in some ways, they announced their coaching staff without announcing a coaching staff. (laughs) as they will not name a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator, mostly just saying, was it Joe Judge will be working with the quarterbacks and what? 
labeled special offensive assistant or something like that. Yeah, he's special. Uh, he is some sort of special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even remember what they did on the defensive side. Listen, I, I don't know what there is to say about this. I've said it now for like the past six months, and I didn't want to be that guy, but now I'm that guy. I'm, uh, you know, what's the... I'm Felger. I'm Felger. Yeah. I'm Felger right now. <laughs> I, I think Bill's lost it. I think he's gotten arrogant. I think he's gotten rigid in his old age. This is just weird. This whole offseason's just been weird. This coaching staff setup is zany and weird. He is not doing the thing that Nick Saban was able to do, and that is, in his old age, pivot. Bill Belichick has been unable to pivot. Bill Belichick has been unable to realize the direction in which the league is going, and that is away from his area of expertise and into another realm where he is not an expert. He has refused to realize that he can't just bring in anybody anymore and just win that way with his system. It's not defense first anymore. He doesn't just bring in anybody. Offense and weapons. He refuses to pay J.C. Jackson. He refuses to pay almost anybody. You said they shouldn't pay J.C. Jackson. I didn't think they should pay J.C. Jackson either, but that's just an example. (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't want to pay, um, you know, he doesn't want to pay Mason. He doesn't want to pay Shaq Mason. He doesn't want to pay... You said they should move him too. He doesn't want to (laughs) pay... He doesn't want to pay. He doesn't want to pay for an elite wide receiver weapon. All right, he doesn't know what that is. That's not fair. But he's again, the NFL is moving out of his area of expertise and into a realm that he does not know. And he has been unable to pivot, come to terms and accept it and start moving in that exactly. direction, whereas Nick Saban was able to do that when he brought in Lane Kiffin and realized the direction things were going. Nick Saban was O-line, D-line, running back central, okay, linebacker central. Now it's quarterback wide receiver university. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, it's not the fact that, like, he might, you know, he's cheap, so he won't, like, pay hard. But he, he would probably pay a wide receiver at least a little money if he could find one. Mm. But, like... He doesn't. He can't draft him. That's not. But that's always been the case. Mm. Like that's just been Bill. I, I get that. But as I'm saying, his maybe best he should have less, less power because his, the NFL is moving in a direction that you are not an expert in. Uh, and yet the team still competes despite the fact that they probably shouldn't. Probably. Like, do you think that? Like, I mean, that Cam Newton team was awful. It was. And they won more games than they should. Yeah. That team last year won more games than they should. Mm-hmm. Mostly because at some point Bill said, "Listen, I, it's, I'm taking control." Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I know you don't really bash his coaching side. Yeah, I it's don't. His, like, I don't it's bash his personnel. Yeah, and this is a little weird. <laughs> yeah, but like he's not—he doesn't really care about coordinators that much. Mm. We that last Super Bowl, we didn't have a defensive coordinator. Yeah, but I, we had an that, offensive one. But that's I, his area, at least. Yeah, but like if Bill wanted to no, not but, if Bill wanted to not name a defensive coordinator and just say I'm running the defense, I'd be totally fine with that. No, but it was um Flores ran the defense though. No, I know. But it's just it, wasn't coordinated. But once we start doing this on the offensive side of the ball, like we all know that McDaniels ran the offense and you didn't have much to do with it, and that probably worked better. Now Bill's gonna have his hands in the offense. I don't like that. Um I mean So you can turn into Pete Carroll in Seattle? Let's just get super conservative all the time. Run it every time on first down and pick up a yard. Oh, come on. You don't Put yourself in the third and long all the time. You don't think he's Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll can't coach for him much anymore either. I don't think he can either. But Bill, here's the thing. Bill is not, he doesn't have the 
the Joe Biden syndrome. He's not he's not losing his sharpness. He's not losing his wit. Mm. You just feel like he where the league is going is something that he is just not an expert in. Yes. Okay. And like I don't know. Like he likes his friends. And I don't really like that much either cuz I don't I don't really like Joe Judge. I guess if he was just like Oh, listen, you're just going to go back to special teams, dude. Just do that. I'm like, all right, that's fine, I guess. That's what he did. That's what he was good at. Um, I don't know why the Giants thought he could run a team, but whatever. That's the Giants. Um, the Giants aren't well run at all. And, yeah, I didn't want Matt Patricia back. But, like, I don't know. If his job is just to follow Bill around, that's okay. And nothing else. Um, did they say what his job – was he on that list? Yeah, he was. What's his job? Do you uh, it was offensive, though. I know it is, but, like, uh, as long as it's not maybe – O-line and something. Okay. Whatever. He brought his other son in. Did he really? I think he's got two two, two of his sons on – I think one of his sons actually be, might be doing special teams. Ah, dang, I wish I hadn't screenshotted that thing. I don't have it. I was looking for it. Mm. It's just like all – it was like the list they released of what everyone's going to be. Um and honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of Steven Belichick. No. But apparently everyone loves Gerard Mayo. Yeah. I don't. But everybody do. Apparently mm-hmm. he's a hot commodity. People want him to coach their teams. And I'm like, why? The defense wasn't great when mm. it, when he was involved, heavily involved. <laughs> so <laughs> Matt Patricia is just the offensive line coach, and Joe Judge will work with quarterbacks and wide receivers. Um mm. Hell, judge held cards and relayed plays to Jones during spring practice, but uh, Belichick was often nearby and involved as well, <laughs> which is the thing that I'm not happy about because I don't think Bill should be involved in the offense. Uh, and Matt Patricia and Judge's background within the NFL has always been special teams and defense. Now we're gonna have him on offense. It's just Listen, like if he can focus, he's trying to double down on what he's great at, and he still thinks he can win that way. And Trying to take control of too many things. No, no, I don't no. think it's good. No, no, no. No, no, no. He is hoping his children, and I'm, that includes Gerard Mayo, because he raised him in the NFL, um, can take over the defense. Mm. So now he's hoping, like, all right, they can do that. I don't have to focus on that part of the game. And I, being just the savant of football, I'll just, I'll just run the offense. Oh, God. I think that's a recipe for disaster. Oh, come on. It can't be worse. uh, That's a beautiful way that you summed it up. Maybe that's what it is. (laughs) Thank you. I'm a writer. (laughs) That's well done. That is well done. I wish you got that on video because that might be what it is. It's on recording. It is. Anyway. Anyway, we've gone a long time. We are going to take our last quick break here before we move on. We're going to play buy, sell, or hold with some of these NML, MLB teams that are on the bubble. And then quickly go over some of the big names on the trade deadline. Just guess where we think they might end up. Stick with us, guys.
And we are back to talk. I'm going to keep it on the football for a little real quick. Mm-hmm. Some Sean Payton. Uh, a little speculation, I guess, about where he could go. Now, I don't think he'll come back this year. I mean, it's way too late for that anyway. No, he's not coming back. Um, will he come back next year? Like, you know, and like, how long does he want to like step away from football? That's the real question. Because, um, like, they all say that. Like, oh, you know, I don't know what it's going to be. I just want to spend time with my family. But, like, I don't know. They spend a year or two away, and it's just like, oh, man, I'm kind of bored. Yeah. Um, watching football just ain't it compared to standing on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, so that H will come back, come around. Now, where is he going to go? I don't know. Who's going to fire their coach next year? Um, well, we all know that usually it's about six to seven teams every year. Sure. I don't think he's going to go to Miami. I don't. I don't think they have would. their man. Maybe. Potentially. But anyway, but there has been news on this front. Because there has been an associate of Sean Payton that has been quoted saying that he is willing to come back to coaching within a year. But there are certain things that he wants and he is looking for. He also was very interested in the Miami job. However, he wanted to take a year off from coaching. But Sean Payton wants warm weather, a competitive roster, and control over personnel. Which, that last one, I think gets coaches in trouble all the time. Uh But it could work for a short period of time. It's just after a while, I think it gets them in trouble. But be that as it may, Sean Payton, you have been in the league for a long time. You've had a lot of success. You've won a Super Bowl. I get that you've earned the right to want that as one of your negotiating chips. However, I do think it changes the destinations about where he could go. The destinations that make the most sense, and he even said to themselves that he'd be interested in, are the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Miami Dolphins. Now, he feels like he'd be a great coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Sean Payton, he's big, big personality, goes with the brand of the Dallas Cowboys. However, does anybody think that Jones is going to not be threatened by Sean Payton and also ever give Sean Payton any personnel control? So I think that that would blow up real quickly. I think really the no-brainer is uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't like Brandon Staley. They might be so talented that they'll just make the playoffs in spite of Brandon Staley this year because they should have been a playoff team last year, and they certainly should be a playoff team this year considering what they had added. Um, But that doesn't mean that they won't just fire Staley anyway if Sean Payton can come in. And by the way, I would do that too. Unless Staley, like, they make an AFC championship and they're on the verge of making the Super Bowl, uh, I would probably fire Brandon Staley for Sean Payton anyway. But... The Chargers make the most sense. Warm weather. They're a smart organization. They've done very well. And you have and you inherit Justin Herbert. So, to me, the Chargers make the most sense. Dallas feels like it would be the best fit. It's just the Jones and personnel control part. Blow it up. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think the Chargers would be a great fit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how the Staley situation is going to go. Um, I mean, if he has, if they're just kind of a mediocre fringe playoff team, if they're like that last seed, do you think he keeps his job? Absolutely not. Okay. Unless they're like that because Herbert got hurt or something like that. But no, <laughs> I think they would fire Staley if, okay. if they're underwhelming again. Okay. So. Do you think he, uh, if McDaniels doesn't work at all, do you think Vegas? No, not after, do you think he would not, go- not after one year. But do you think he would go to Vegas? I understand, like, you know, they probably wouldn't want to. Sean Payton? Yeah. I think he'd go to Vegas. Okay. 
That's that's warm. Yeah. That's poorly run. They might give him control. They probably would give him control. They gave John Gruden control. Why would you okay. not give Sean Payton? I mean, I heard uh, they definitely were asking McDaniels about things. Yeah. Um, when he came over. So. I mean, I, I think you should always at least ask your head coach about things. Yeah. That just doesn't mean you have to take their opinion, but. Sure. You should ask. I don't know if the deal is great and it just kind of falls in your lap. I mean, like, I, I don't have time to call the coach about this. That's like, true. I'm sure he'll love it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But anyway. But yeah, at this time, I guess it doesn't. But you can't it. you can't see it in Dallas working, right? Unless Jerry's going to change in his old mm-hmm. age. Maybe Jerry just wants that Super Bowl so bad. He maybe. will finally be willing to change. He did say that. What did these come out and say last year during the season? Or maybe it was off season that you always like. saw my daughter. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the, the Jimmy Johnson stuff. That was that was by fault, or he oh. said it was partially my fault, or I made a mistake. He he owned up to a lot of the Jimmy Johnson stuff. I just know that. Mm. Was that decade and a half too late or something? Yeah, definitely. Okay, <laughs> definitely a decade and a half too. But hey, maybe he can bring in Sean Payton Actually, and, so uh, and atone 20s. for that. No, that's probably like twenty years. Maybe he can atone for that though, and bring in Sean Payton and say, you know what? I'm going to have my hands off now. Here's how I think that would go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my hands off. I'm going to like, I'm going to take someone else's advice. I'm going to bring other people in. Couple days of draft. Just talk. Mm-hmm. Everybody out. <laughs> I can't do this. Your ideas are stupid. I really, because that's not what I think would happen. No, I think, I think he'll what say think, it. No, what I think and, would happen would be this. Dallas is nine and two and looking like the best team in the NFC, and every article is about Sean Payton. Sean Payton's face is everywhere, and nobody cares to talk to Jerry Jones after games. And Jerry's just sitting on his yacht, just why isn't this about me? <laughs> this should be about me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I just, why is no one interviewing me? <laughs> I don't think he'll get that far. <laughs> it might not. I don't. I, I think he'll just be like. I just hate all your ideas. This was a terrible idea by me. But yeah, I think the Chargers make the most sense for Sean Payton. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on. We're going to play a little game here. We're going to play a little game, a little second here. Buy, sell, or hold. I want us both to give answers on this. Usually we kind of go back and forth, but we can both give answers on this. So the first one that I'm going to throw out here for buy, sell, or hold come trade deadline is the Baltimore Orioles. They sit at 47 and 48. They are 6 and 4 in their last 10 and 3 and a half back of a wild card spot currently trailing the Guardians, Sox and White Sox. So, Jesse, I'll let you start though. The okay. Orioles buy, sell or hold. Okay. Cuz like this one was a little tough for me, but mm-hmm. I kind of landed on sell. Wow. But like a light sell. Okay. Cuz like obviously you should keep people like like Mullins and Mountcastles, but like you know Mancini, like you're not you're not getting past Tampa, you're not getting past uh, Toronto, like you know because there's way too many wild card spots. Maybe you can get into that. I noticed a team you didn't say they might not get past the Yankees. Oh, the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you meant just because, like, oh, you think the Yankees are... No, no. the Yankees are... No, I just didn't think it was worth saying the Yankees because obviously they're not. No. Um, but I, I almost said the Red Sox, but I was like, ah, I guess it's like... They could pass us. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's getting bad around here. Uh, um, but, like, a Mancini could be very valuable mm. to say... Uh, the Braves. Ac- the Brewers. I think at Olsen. 
Mancini can play outfield, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, sure, I guess. He's athletic. He did play. He used to play corner outfield. Was he? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, like, you know, he he's a valuable guy. A little old. Like, you know, I'm not, he's not old, but, like, mm. not someone you're going to build around at this point. Um, so, I, 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 like, if you're not going to do that, I, it would be, if you held, I would, I'd be like, okay with that. If you'd buy, I'd be like, all right, I get it, but you're a little too, you're hyping yourself too much this year. Mm-hmm. Next year, guys. Next year. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go hold for the Orioles. I think they should hold. I wouldn't sell off any pieces, um, but I certainly really, certainly really wouldn't be looking to buy either. I think you ride the wave, you go into the off season, you reevaluate everything and you say, all right. These are the prospects we think that are hitting now. Here's who could be up next year. And let's see how much money we have and what's available. And maybe we can improve things and go for it a little more aggressively to take that next step next season. But I would hold uh, this year for the trade deadline. All right. Next one. The Cleveland Guardians. Buy, sell, or hold. I'm going to go buy. I think the Guardians should buy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying you're going to buy yourself a World Series. And I'm not saying you go out, go out and get Juan Soto, but you're right there. You've consistently played better than the White Sox, it seems like, for most of the season. You're on the verge. You're right behind the Twins, who are flawed, though I think they'll win the division. But I think the Guardians should try and go for the playoffs. I think they're good enough to try and get there. You see what happens after that. Again, a light buy. But I, if I'm the Cleveland Guardians, I'd, I'd buy at this point. What are they, 48 and 46? About two games out of the division lead is, yep, 48-46, three games out of the division lead. So, Guardians, I think they should buy. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. Okay. I, I put sell for this one kind of as well, but I don't really know who you do sell. Because, um, like, I, uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you, you could tell sell Zach, please, Zach. Yeah, the problem is you're so young. Mm. So these are players that you could technically still build around. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's why I don't really want to sell a lot of them if I was the Guardians. <clears throat> um, you should sell the naming rights to the team. That's what you should sell. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, like, I guess hold mm. because y- you're in a good spot. Because, like, I don't – I don't. I think this, this, there's too many wild cards. It's making too many teams think they're, they're better than they are. Mm. Um, and I feel like the Guardians could really – they could fall into that trap. You could sell Franmil Reyes. I will see. Although he has not had a great season, but still. He's 29. Uh, what? Oh, maybe he's not. Maybe he's 27. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, my, my bad. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Anyway, all right, fine. Next one. Buy, sell, or hold Jesse Caulfield to Chicago White Sox. So. Ooh. You suck. Like you guys. <laughs> like, I, like I, I was. The heights you reached were never that high. You won some divisions. You were your your division was garbage, and now that there's any pushback in your division, you have folded. You have folded like a playground bully. Yeah, like pathetic. Sell like if it would load, I could tell you specifically who you should sell on this roster. Jose Abreu. Oh, that's a great one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe if you can sell Moncada, I mean, he's not that old, but like, no, no one wants him right now. Um, I mean, like, you know, keep Kopit, Kopich. Uh, you could sell AJ Pollock. Don't they, um... There we go! What? 
it loaded. Oh, okay. But you could sell Pollock. Uh, maybe someone will say Quato. You could sell Quato. is a good one you could sell. I'm sure people would like Kelly, Joe Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yasmani Grandal you could maybe sell. Yeah. Um... Uh, you can maybe you can keep Tim Anderson. Okay, he's twenty nine. All right, all right. Uh, we're gonna disagree on this. I'm gonna go buy. I think the Chicago White Sox should buy again. I don't think they should go out and get Juan Soto. I don't think they should buy that aggressively. But listen, most of this team is gonna be back again next year. You've had some underperformances. You had a disaster in Dallas Keuchel, and you've had some guys not be able to stay healthy. But you are invested, I think, for the future anyway, and. You might as well go for it now. You're only three games out of the division. It's not that tough of a division. I would say still go for it. Buy. Maybe you get lucky and Luis Roberts is back and healthy. Again, 100% by playoff time. And that gives you the big boost that you need. So I, I would still go buy for the Chicago White Sox. Despite the fact that I said that I'm bailing on them in favor of the Twins for their division. Hmm. But if I ran them, I'd buy at the deadline. <clears throat> Okay. Next one. The Texas Rangers, who serve right now 43 and 51. Uh, for the Rangers, I would go hold. Um, you bought big in the offseason. I didn't get it. I hated it. I thought it was stupid. Uh, you were on my... Did we, what, did we give him a Darwin? I don't think so. I think we might have, Dan. I'm pretty sure we did. Hmm. I think, I think we were that proactive about this. I think we were like, let's give them a Darwin. They think they're going to be good. They think they're going to win just like those, good. just like that off-season Padres team and that off-season Marlins team and that off-season Jays team. But anyway, but you sold your soul already. You signed Simeon and Seager to these deals. Simeon's having a down year. I don't really think you'd be able to move them without eating a big chunk of money. You might as well just stay Keep them, hope another year, maybe everything merges better. These Some of these young guys take the next step, and maybe you're able to compete by next season. The Padres certainly seem like a better team this year than they were last year when they bought all those guys. So I think at this point you've sold your soul, so I think the Rangers should hold for another season. Yeah, I put hold. Oh, did you really? I thought you'd go sell. Now, what do you sell? I mean, Seager and Simeon. Uh, you, you, you can't. Martin Perez. No, you can't spend that much money and sell them. That's I mean, Martin Perez, maybe, I guess, because he's doing so well and it's like he's 31. Like, But, like, other than that, like, I don't know who you, who would even take on this team. Uh, like, Garrett Richards? No. No. Can't move him. <clears throat> no, I, I got it. All right. Next one. Jesse, the Philadelphia Phillies, who uh, are 49 and 46, nine and a half games out of their division. And only a game behind the last wild card spot behind the St. Louis Cardinals. Buy, sell, or hold for the Phillies? Uh, I kind of put hold. But, like, I mean, you can, if you bought, I'd get it. Um, but, like, I don't know. I, I, you made, this team is a mistake. It is. <laughs> you made some earlier mistakes that it makes it hard to fix this team. But, like... If you think you can make it, like I get you buy, hmm. buy holdish, okay, buy light. All right, I don't go on a spending spree. Oh, okay. So we're we're opposite on this. Um, if I'm the Philadelphia Phillies, I go all in, buy, hundred percent, huge, big splash, big money. Here's why. It's over no matter what. 
I don't think you have long tarmac left with the core that you thought was going to get you to the promised land anyway. Harper is not getting younger. Is Harper even on the road? <clears throat> no, he's hurt right now. That's what I okay. Um, but the starting pitching is not young at all. I, I I think you only have two, three more years of this anyway, so you might as well. You're only you're only a game behind the last wild card spot. I would just buy. The be the most uninspired buy of all time, as far as like in the club, uh, like in the front office. Me probably, probably elbowing my other guy in the ribs, just like <laughs> we're still not gonna go anywhere, probably. But I, th- I think you might as well just push the chips to the table at this point and just see if you can crack into the playoffs and hope magic happens once you're in the party or in the dance. So I, I actually go aggressively buy. Okay. Yeah. And the last one, the New York, uh, the New York. <laughs> We've been saying them so uh The San Francisco Giants. Jesse, buy, sell, or hold? Uh, sell. Yeah, I agree, too. Because, sell. I mean, I wasn't hype on them this year. Um, I know part of that for you was because you didn't think San Diego would be this good. Yeah. Um, but San Diego is better than you. <laughs> Obviously, the Dodgers are better than you. I uh, Last year was a fluke. <laughs> you, 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 shouldn't have, you shouldn't have drank the Kool-Aid. And they're not that young. The Giants no. as a team, they're really not. And you made you made the mistake of bringing in Jock Peterson for the first half of your season. Yeah, you, you trade for him and bring him in for the second half of your yeah, season. Yeah, because that's then you win a then you win a World Series. Exactly. <laughs> so it works in reverse when you bring him in the first half. Yeah, <laughs> and like I kind of think at this point you should like kind of like just sell out. No, yeah, you're talking about I like I, Brandon I would, Belt. No, no, I would liquidate. I totally would liquidate at this point. Yastrzemski. Because he's way older than I... Th- I found out he was in his 30s this year. Yeah, no, he's not young. Jock Peterson. Everyone on this team is not young. Who matters? Yaz is old. Belt. Crawford. Rodon's not even that old. I mean, Rodon's not that young. What's Rodon now? 29? Yeah. 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 Alex Wood. 31. Logan Webb is the only one who's younger and you would keep. Uh, yeah, this team is... This team it's, is old. Yeah. No, I, I, I would go I would go Jeez. I would go complete liquidation. I didn't realize Brandon Bell was thirty four. Oh yeah, he's been in the league a long time. He's been a long time. All right, so that is it for buy, sell, or hold on our last little trade deadline talk uh, that we're gonna do. We're probably gonna do a trade deadline special for the next show just because it's twenty four hours before it's all over. So oh. but before we go on, some Quick, some of the big names on the market. Let's just give some quick predictions on where we think they're going to go. Um, the biggest fish, the big name, Juan Soto. Uh, I think the Cardinals, uh, mostly just because three hours ago in the news, they've said there's been two front runners that have emerged for Soto, and that's kind of it. One of them being the biggest one being the Cardinals. So I, I didn't originally have it in my thoughts that that's where you'd go. I think the Padres makes the most sense. They're desperate to win. They need a middle-of-the-lineup bat. Um, do they have the pieces to give up though? Yeah, they could. They still have some good prospects. You'd have to throw Mackenzie Gore in there, and if you don't want to give up a ton of prospects, you'll probably just say, "Give us Patrick Corbin, and we'll eat a ton of the salary." Because that's the other thing the Nationals are talking about doing mm. is throwing in either Strasburg or Corbin, and be like, "Eat money," you know. So that's the thing you do if you, if you don't want to give up as many prospects. But I think the Padres have the prospects. But the Cardinals, the Cardinals absolutely do have the prospects. The Cardinals have one of the best uh, farm systems in baseball, a lot of them on the precipice. And 
you're built with a core of players who are old. This is sort of, this has got to be near the last hoorah. Not just for Wainwright and Molina, obviously, but for the team in general. I love Goldie, and he's going to be productive, in my opinion, at a high level still for another three years. But it's still only three years, and he's 34. What's Nolan now, 31, 32? Uh, some, something like that. So your middle of the lineup bats are on the older side. Um, you have some young pieces there. I wouldn't trade the guys who are producing at the major league level right now. Like I wouldn't trade Gorman or Dylan Carlson or Donovan. Maybe I would trade Donovan, maybe if they wanted him, but definitely wouldn't trade Gorman. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of your team is on the older side. Miles Michaelis is on the other side of 30 as well. So I think they should go for it aggressively right now. So it makes sense that Soto would go there. It just didn't seem like the Cardinals' usual MO. But a lot of the reports are coming out that they're the front runner. So I think Juan Soto will go there. Interesting. Uh, maybe. Mm. It is possible. Who do you... What, what, if you were to pick right now, though, where do you think he goes? Juan Soto was definitely, of all these guys we have on this list, the one hardest to pick. Yeah. Um, and I did see that the Cardinals... Um, we're apparently trying hard for him, and that doesn't really surprise me. They could use that extra bat this year. Um, I mean, yeah, that of all the teams uh, I thought of, I mean, the Mariners have a great prospect pool. I just don't think they would ever have be able to pay him, so they shouldn't give up mm-hmm. all that to never pay the guy anyway. Ah, mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe... Yeah, I guess. You know, Cardinals. I guess. You know, I, I never, the, I never. I think the Yankees were in the running and a player until Michael King went down. Okay, I, the Yankees wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the obvious Yankees and Dodgers wouldn't surprise okay, me, but the just because they're in on everybody. But you know what? You know what? But the last three years, the Yankees say they're in on everyone, but do they ever actually make the big splash at the deadline? I mean, they at got the, Rizzo and the, Gallo, I guess. Not at the deadline, but it seems like it hasn't really been their mo that much. I don't really remember the Yankees as ever much making as much of a be. splash at the deadline. But that's what I mean. Like, everyone's, oh, it's the Yankees. But, like, the reality of the situation is that I don't really think that massive, well, massive names at the deadline have really been their MO the last couple of years. I don't remember. Like I said, I don't remember it ever being. Even when I, I was guess, a kid. I, would you call Rizzo a big splash last year, though, I guess? That's the biggest splash I can remember ever. Yeah. So, like, I truly don't remember the Yankees making big splashes at the deadline. Uh, Off season? Didn't they? All the time. But didn't they bring in CC Sabathia halfway through the season? Uh, yeah, I think they got him from Milwaukee. He was outstanding for that playoff run. But that was years ago. That was a long time ago. Did they? I think they did. But anyway, next one, though. Next one. Uh, Frankie Montas, the pitcher for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, I think, especially with the injury and stuff, which means that a lot of the bigger teams were, want something a bit more dependable are probably going to steer away uh, and try to go more Luis Castillo. I think Montas could end up a Minnesota twin. That's where I'm going. Okay. They need another solid, dependable starting rotation guy. Um, if he's not completely healthy right away, they'll survive. They just need it for later. Um, I think Montas would make a lot of sense to Minnesota. He'd be a lot cheaper for an organization than the twins who could then try and sign him or just not have to give up as many prospects. So I think Frankie Montas to the Minnesota Twins, that's where I'm going. Okay, I have, like, the same thing. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. funny. Okay. Well, because, uh, like, you know, looking at the next one, like, that matters where 
Montas goes. Yes. And I don't think the twins will make that big a move. Yeah. So the next one is Luis Castillo, who has found he's been one of the most inconsistent pitchers in baseball. I feel like for the last three years, where at his best, he can just look so good. But he's having a fantastic season so far this year. Um, and he is the biggest pitching pros- uh, pitching guy on the market. So I'm going to let you start. Where do you think Luis Castillo is going to go? So I actually I went back and forth with these two players uh, with teams because, like I said, you know, once one falls, the other becomes much more clear. And a name I've heard, and like I don't, I, I was a little surprised when I first I was, but I wasn't because it's one of those teams that like, oh, they're in on everybody. It seems, um, but the Yankees apparently really like him mm. and want him. And I actually haven't heard a lot of teams that are. Like I've heard a lot of teams that are interested, but not that like have that serious talks right now. But apparently the Yankees are going hard for him, and I don't know. That scares me because I feel like they might get one of these two pitchers, and I feel like if their main competition is Minnesota, well, Minnesota's just not not going to win that. No. So I have someone who will though. Who? <laughs> There's two teams who I think are both in on Castillo who could win. The first one, I know they could win because they have better prospects to offer, and that's the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. But the other one is the Toronto Blue Jays. But they can't in bring, bring in both Soto and Castillo. No, they can't. So it would be one or the other. But I'm. But my final thing is the Toronto Blue Jays. I think the Toronto Blue Jays will absolutely go for Castillo. They are all in. They want to do it. The GM knows that he might have made a mistake with Kikuchi and not going for it as hard in the offseason as he needed to with both Ryu being a disaster and Kikuchi struggles. I think Toronto, especially now that they're playing as hot as they are, they have that momentum going. I think that they will make a huge, huge move and try and get Luis Castillo. Here's another thing, by the way, too, which this is really stupid, but it it could totally matter. I don't think Luis Castillo wants to cut his hair. Okay. I'm de- I'm being 100% well, no, I mean, dead that, serious. That does matter because yeah. the Yankees won't. Yeah, the Yankees. Oh, wow, wow, wow. But Luis, I've, Luis Castillo does not want to cut his hair. So, okay. He might not go to New York, <laughs> and he might tell Cincinnati that he really would prefer it if he went to Toronto. Good, good. Don't go to New York. And he could talk to New York, too, and be like, nah, <laughs> not going to do it. So, yeah, I, I think the Toronto Blue Jays will get Luis Castillo. I think okay. they'll ride this hot streak, this momentum. They'll see that they're starting to play like the team that the front office thought that they could be. And I think they'll get real aggressive trying to upgrade those final pieces, those final chips, in order to see if they can win a World Series while Vladdy and Bichette are still cheap. Okay. Yeah. And the final one, David Robertson. This is the one that I do have going to the Yankees. But now that Michael King has gone down to me, it just makes the most sense. He's the most dependable, best probably relief guy on the market at the moment. Um, he's been in New York before. He's pitched in big games for the Yankees, and they, you know, they're more analytically driven. They lean on their bullpen a lot the last couple of years. But Chapman is no longer the guy that he was. So we have been, it had been the Yankee bullpen 2.0 with Clay Holmes and Michael King. But now that Michael King is down, that's a huge loss. And I think that they will try to, I think they will definitely try <laughs> to upgrade that with the best relief pitcher on the market, and that is David Robertson. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I have him going to the Phillies. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised you, who 
wants the Phillies to be super aggressive in this deadline didn't have any of these people going to the Phillies. I said they should. I didn't say they would. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they're, the Phillies and Dave Dombrowski were a perfect combination because who gives a damn about bullpens, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they should try. Yes. And they should try to get David Robertson. Yeah, I got you. I got you. But Philly doesn't care about a bullpen, and neither did Dombrowski in Detroit. So, But they they got to they gotta at some point be like, all right. And did he that much with the Sox? Because he kind of just went, yeah, you'll use your starters as bullpen guys in the playoffs. I mean, he tried. That's true. He He brought in Ziggler. I like that. Yeah, that's true. Remember that? Vaguely. How'd that go? It went well. Okay. From uh, Arizona? Yeah. Who's Arizona's closer, I believe. Yes, he was. Yeah. Actually, here's the thing. I remember... We were at the game. We were we were, they were playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, mm. and I don't remember who the first pitcher was, but they walked the bases loaded, like couldn't like literally four pitch walk after four pitch walk, walking the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they brought in Ziggler with the bases loaded. First pitch was a strike. Crowd went nuts. Oh wait a minute, I remember this now. And then he struck out the side. No run scored. I do. And remember. the crowd went ballistic. I do remember that now. Actually, that was incredible. That was funny. I do remember that. now. that's funny. All right. So with that, we are ready to wrap things up, though. Jesse Caulfield, hit us with our Tommy report. All right. I got to get to his Twitter. Because it it's been another slow day. Mostly putting up TikToks. He loves his clothing line. He's been playing golf. Mm. Um, I went to the wrong app. Like he's got to be He's gotta re- reporting to camp pretty soon, though. Uh, he's mostly been living his best life. That's the thing. That's what Tommy's been up to. It's been a lot of golf. Mm. Um Oh, you know what he did this week? What? It was like um, he did a shoot. I don't know what it's for, but he was with Edelman. He was with Gronk. He was with Dola. And they were all dressed up in um, as if they just won the Super Bowl against the Falcons. They were all dressed up like that. And I don't know. They're shooting something. Something for Tom Brady Productions or whatever. Because Tom Brady is a producer now, I guess. Mm. I don't know specifically what it was, but he's hanging out with them. They're shooting something. About like for, because Tom Brady's full of himself now, and he has to make documentaries about himself. Yeah. So that's what he was doing. All right. That has and been then, the like, Tommy report. See, see, he's playing more golf. Just can't get enough of that golf. Yes. All right. Finally, our Darwin Award. Ready? Oh yes, I'm ready. All right, drum roll, please. This week's Darwin Award winner is the Boston Red Sox. Kind of two weeks in a row. Since we bit. gave it to the front office after a sales injury, this one is not up on the front office, though. This is this is on them. This is on the players and the way they have played the last two weeks, culminating in maybe the biggest smackdown I have ever seen watching baseball. I don't know if I can recall a game being 27 or 28 runs. Do you remember when... I've seen 20-run games. No, I remember when the Texas Rangers got 30 on the Baltimore Orioles at Camden Yards. I didn't watch the game, though. So. Oh, okay. So I was going to say. I watched this. Because when I was watching this game, that my, that game kept coming into the back of my head. It's like, just don't. Don't hit 30. Just not 30. Yeah. Don't hit 30. <laughs> they didn't. Thankfully. Yes. That's the one good thing they didn't get 30. That's the one good thing you could say. Yeah. But this was the disaster of all disasters, culminating in a sweep to the Blue Jays, a 28-5 to beatdown. And once again, stupid baseball play, terrible defense. What are you doing throwing the ball there? And You know, 
just garbage all the way around. Yeah. Not even just bad, just stupid bad, too. Just, like, dumb stuff. It's like what I said earlier, just little league crap. Yeah. So, for this performance... Inside the Park Grand Slams. Inside the Park Grand Slams. So, that, for that little league style of play, which, by the way, if you noticed, has really been going on, not this bad, but has been going on for, like, three weeks, it seems. Yeah. Um, no, it started with like that four game series with the Yankees when oh. Royo couldn't find the ball. Yeah, and Verdugo's getting picked off at third. Oh yeah, I forgot. About what the hell was that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know why Cordero didn't put that bunt down, mm-hmm. but like, still, why did you not see that he wasn't committing to the bunt? Yeah, you're at third, dude. Like, jeez, man. Uh, but it, it's culminated. The sloppy and stupidity has really culminated and all came together, and it's true fashion that last three game series particularly that game itself. So Darwin Award winner of the Boston Red Sox, congratulations from losing by a football score. I, I do have one last question. Yes. Does this have you questioning Alex Cora as a manager? Yes. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Okay. Not, not to the point that I'm saying you're going to fire him, but okay. a little bit like Alex. Like what's going on, Alex? Okay, yeah. Like, did we forget to teach these people fundamentals? Like, what are we going over uh, at the start of the years? Like, sure. Okay. Yeah. We might need to change something up next year in spring trading because it's a lot of stupid. <laughs> it's been a lot of stupid. All right. With that, that has been this week's edition of Slow Your Roll. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Trade deadline coming up. Things are going to get things are going to get hot. Things are going to get exciting in the next week. Hopefully, though there's so many teams MLB. on the there's so many damn teams on the bubble that it's like maybe we won't have enough sellers. But that, I mean that could make it very boring or very exciting. Mm-hmm. But the MLB deadline is generally very exciting. It is certainly will be a lot of anticipation. Maybe you'll find yourself once the deadline hits, then being disappointed, be like, "Wow, that was nothing." But the buildup will totally have you excited. I used to love the deadline as a kid. Oh, I still do. I would just. I'll just. Sit, I'll I would sit, watch Sports Center just all day. I'll just. I'll, well, now I sit there with MLB Network on, but yeah. Sure, well, sure. That's that's back when I was like younger, and I actually respected Sports Center and ESPN. Well, yeah, they actually you know went over the things that mattered. Yeah, they actually, the day of the trade deadline, it was all MLB trade deadline. Yeah, exactly. All right. I didn't give a damn about who's LeBron. <laughs> so that has been it, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Trade away, Xander. <laughs>